Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. Today, our special guest is Mike Dooley. Mike is the author of New York Times bestseller, Infinite Possibilities, The Art of Living Your Dreams. His most recent book is called Manifesting Change. He was a featured teacher in the international phenomenon, The Secret. And surprise, surprise, this part you probably wouldn't expect. He is a former Pricewaterhouse Consulting International Tax Consultant turned entrepreneur, and this is a great story, so we're going to have Mike tell us more about that, and he's also been called a translator for the universe. Now we're all really confused. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Cheryl. It's so good to have you here. Where are you today? Orlando, Florida, my hometown, where dreams really do come true. (laughs) Perfect. Yep. Perfect. So is it nice and sunny in Orlando today? Yeah, it's a gorgeous day. The weather has been heavenly recently, and um, glad to be alive. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's one of the things that attracts me to your work, Mike, is that you have a sense of true possibility in the world and for each individual in the world. So let's just start out by talking a bit about how you got from being an international tax consultant to helping people live their dreams. What happened? Well, the way these things so often do happen in our lives is that, you know, we kind of we kind of don't know what to what will happen next and and in one sense, it brings to mind that one quote that we've all heard before. Uh, and before uh, you smile at it, I have to say I, I detest it. But you know, <laughs> if you want God to laugh, tell him your plans. Uh. And, uh, you know, I think we all sense there's a truth there, but it's a misunderstood truth. Um, God would never laugh at our plans, uh, and not that people mean that literally, but but that whole statement kind of says that when it comes to deliberately living your life, forget it. You don't have a prayer. Life happens to us, and it's how you take it. And, and all of that I really dislike. What, what, when it has real relevance is when you try to micromanage the hows or when you, try to, or when you mess with what I call the cursed hows. You've got a dream. Nothing wrong with a dream, no matter what it is. God's not going to laugh at you bringing your dream to pass. 
But when you try to say how that dream is going to come to pass, you're messing with the cursed house, you're stressing yourself out, carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, and limiting an, un, an otherwise unlimited universe. And so that's when we have hit or miss uh, manifestations, we have hit or miss luck, and it seems that we don't have any control. Well, we really don't when it comes to messing with the house. And, and to kind of circumvent all of this, um, the biggest lesson and teaching I have for for my readers and audiences now is let your dreams or your end results, as I call them, be general, abundance, creative, fulfilling work, uh, uh, someone to share the adventure of life with, a romance, um, health and harmony. Let those be your goals and let life's magic, the universe, a.k.a. your greater self, figure out the house. If I had tried to plot how I got here today, it never, ever would have worked. It would have seemed absolutely ridiculous. But I always held fast to this notion that that I could kind of have it all, um, that I could live in abundance, that I could love my work. That was such a high priority in my life. And, and I've made I made mistakes early on trying to do the shoulds. You know, I should do this. I should do that. I should work for a respectable company, blah, blah, blah. Um, but that that only ends up limiting you. So have general end results. Don't insist on how. Just knock on different doors. That's how that's how it's done. You, 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 people often say, if I'm not supposed to mess with the house, but I am supposed to stay busy, am I contradicting myself? And it's like, no, you stay busy by giving the universe, life's magic, a lot of opportunities or a lot of ways to reach you by showing up in a lot of different venues, but not insisting that you be the accountant, that you be the author, that you be the teacher, that you be this, that, or the other, because then you don't even realize how you may be getting in your own way. And because but- I I didn't insist on the house. I was able to go from six years at Pricewaterhouse to selling T-shirts on a sidewalk to selling T-shirts all over the world to finally, 11 years ago, writing and speaking about all that I've learned in a metaphysical sense. Mm. You know, but all of those were turns in the road that I could not have anticipated. Um, well, right. In some ways, that seems contrary to what we have learned, mm-hmm. um, you know, because a lot of what we have learned about manifesting is to be very specific, be very intentional, be very clear, and and focus on exactly what you want it to look like, focus on exactly how it's going to come true, and that's how well, I know, and I'm glad you brought that up, and I'm sure our listeners were wondering. Uh, this is this is what makes up uh, makes up the bulk of all that I teach now in this tour I'm doing called Playing the Matrix, where I reveal that ideally, and, and everybody's on board by the end of the day, but at okay. first everybody's like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound like the secret, that doesn't sound like your own book, Infinite Possibilities, but by the end of the day, everybody's like, okay, I got it. So in a nutshell... Our end results would ideally be generally stated to repeat wealth and abundance, friends and laughter. You could go so far as saying international travel and lots of it because that was a priority for me. Um, Health and harmony, those are ideal end results, but they're generally stated. They they don't have any sparkle. There's kind of a lot of... of, um, 
you know, it, they're, they're ethereal almost. It's hard to get excited about right. in those terms. But by keeping it general, we leave infinite latitude to the universe to find the shortest, quickest way for us to get there. And the way we get excited about it ourselves and ramp up the energy is you bring in every detail. You imagine that you're sitting with your three best friends, uh, family members, whoever, uh, first class, Virgin Atlantic, LaGuardia to London, uh, from which you're changing planes uh, and flying to Cape Town. And you're going to be gone for two weeks. You've paid for everyone's airfare. You're going to be doing broadcasting and interviews and book signings while you're in South Africa. Uh, I mean, imagine the flight attendants, the men, the women. Imagine the red suits that they're wearing. Imagine the sparkling champagne that they're giving you in flutes for your mimosa in the morning. Imagine every exquisite detail. But from this day forward, attach to none of the details while you do attach to the greater general end result of creative, fulfilling work, uh, international travel, wealth and abundance, friends and laughter. You insist on nothing less than these big picture items. Uh, you attach to them. You do not attach to the to the details because then you can invisibly limit yourself. Hypothetically, you might have even more fun than you can now imagine or get your head around if you fly out of Atlanta on South African airways on a nonstop flight with some different friends than the three that you now claim are your best. Uh, and maybe it won't be South Africa. Maybe you'll be getting on uh, Delta flying to Paris for a trip that will be even better. But because you insisted on international travel, wealth and abundance, friends and laughter, you've left room for even better than you can imagine. And because you got excited about those details of the red uniforms and the sparkly champagne flutes or whatever, you were able to really ramp up the emotion. But you didn't insist, and this is where people slip and fall and, and get heartbroken, you didn't insist on micromanaging. It has to be this book. It has to be this month. It has to be those people laughing at my jokes. It has to be Richard Branson's airline. It has to be this. It, it doesn't. Those are unimportant details compared to what you really care about. This lavish lifestyle traveling to and fro to places that you may not even know exist uh, as you hear this recording, you know, whether it's Quito in South America or somewhere else. Um, leave those possibilities open by not attaching to the details, but by all means, and I have to clarify this several times to my live audiences, the details are awesome. They're rich. They're splendid. They put your personality over the generality, but you're just not going to insist on those details. In other words, every detail you imagine, every scenario that plays out in your mind, you're going to be thinking this or something better, this, or even better. So it might not be what you're thinking about. You're not attached to it, but you're living it, you're experiencing it, you're putting the energy out there, and the best equivalent will be brought to you in the fastest amount of time by leaving the latitude to the universe to figure out how, when, where, and what all the actual bells and whistles will be, realizing that the bells and whistles are just that. They pale in comparison to the importance of the generality. You know, as I hear you speak about this, I think about how creative that feels and the energy level you have, and and I, I really do get that. Don't be attached. You can imagine the possibility. That's only one possibility. There may be more. Yeah. And... and then I think how 
in the world does an international tax consultant who I might imagine can't be allowed to be the most creative, <laughs> you've got to follow rules here. Yeah, yeah. How in the world like the military does someone from that field move into something like this? Well, you know, every personality is different. Um, I would argue on behalf of my fellow brethren in the accounting <laughs> industry that they are a far more creative bunch than than the stereotypical CPA with a visor in a dark, dimly lit room Absolutely. working all hours of the night. I mean, at Pricewaterhouse, uh, we were CPAs. I am a certified public accountant. But... Um, you know, there, there was a, a very well-rounded group of people that were responsible for enormous accounts, landing businesses, keeping businesses, knowing the laws, um, and, you know, orca- it's like orca- orchestrating a symphony. Yeah. And you can find that in any any profession. But it does reveal that, if you will, not to limit myself, but I have more of a left-brain inclination. I love mm-hmm. numbers. I love nuts and bolts. I love objectivity, black and white, simplify kind of thing. Um, and uh, But at the same time, you know, that doesn't, you know, not one size fits all. So, you know, I had and have always had huge dreams. This is perhaps the greatest gift my mother has given me, where I've always believed all things were possible. And, uh, you know, and that includes living in abundance. Of course, you can be happy without it. But if you've got the prerogative and you live in a dream world where everything is a reflection of your thoughts, you know, and you having yours doesn't come at the expense of someone else, then why wouldn't you want buckets of money while at the same time you have a creative, fulfilling career, you're giving back to the community and all that. So I've always dreamed it was possible. I never thought I would get it at Pricewaterhouse. I just wanted to get certified with one year's work um, under my belt in the state of Florida that's required to be certified in addition to passing the exam. But but lo and behold, nobody came along and, and saw my greatness one year into the real world and rescued me from my ivory towers. And, and the same was true at year two, um, d- during which, instead of somebody rescuing me, I uh, had the opportunity to take a foreign assignment to Saudi Arabia. So I said, okay, let me put my other dreams on hold and let me... Um, see the world, because from Saudi Arabia, I would have a hardship pay, hardship allowances, airfare uh-huh. allowances times two, mm-hmm. um, oh, and a lot of other bells and whistles. You know, I, I went on African safaris. I traveled twice around the world in 18 months. So I took that assignment. Still nobody saw my greatness. <laughs> it was just me who knew it. And so um, I took an assignment for Pricewaterhouse back in Boston. And the next thing I know, it's like six years went by, and I was really fit to be tied by then. I was like, I want more, and I don't want this to be who I am. Um, and so I quit cold turkey without having any idea of what I would do next. And the rumors flew in the office, like, why and how, and is he crazy? But I moved to Orlando, Florida. This was 20, 21 years ago. And within a few months, Wanting to be an entrepreneur, you know, I wanted to feel like the sky was the limit. I wanted to be able to kind of, oh, be creative. Not that I couldn't do it at Pricewaterhouse, but on my own terms, in my own way, defining my own life. And so I teamed up with my brother, who's a graphic designer, and my mother joined us a few months later. And uh, I usually add, she's really cool. And we launched t- T-shirts. My brother was getting royalties already uh, at that point um, from art he did in college. So we launched our own line of T-shirts, and then I could be my entrepreneur, you know, and I was. And for 10 years, 
the three of us sold a million of our Tut branded T-shirts to department stores and distributors all over the world. Um, but that brings us to 11 years ago, our 10th year, uh, when tr- the trends had been declining for a couple of years. It wasn't fun anymore. We had already bought my mother out. She wanted to write. Andy wanted to be a rock star. I didn't know what I wanted. <laughs> and so 11 years ago, we decided with the trends declining severely, and they had been for a couple of years, it was like, you know what? We, we don't have to keep doing this. We can liquidate it. And if we do it now, when our leases are expiring, we'll be ahead financially. And we can sort out what we're going to do privately later. And so we did. And so we each went our own way. And uh, that brought about the scariest, by far, time in my entire life. Because I didn't know who or what I would be. And, and I was messing with the cursed house, trying to figure out what hat I would wear. And I tell my audiences now, don't even try to guess what you're going to be when you grow up. Um, <laughs> 75% raise their hand because they don't know. And I said, that's good. You don't want to know because then you'd be limiting life's magic. And that's the first time I ever had general end results because I was totally at a loss uh, as to how to define them anymore. I didn't know. I didn't want to go back into the corporate world and public accounting. I didn't want to go back into wholesale and retail. And it's like, well, I don't know, universe, except that wealth and abundance, creative, fulfilling work, international travel, friends and laughter. That's what I know. You figure out how. And then I did the most, second most important thing after having general end results is I did something about them. Uh, and the question arises always, if you don't know what you want to do or who you're going to be, how can you take the first step? Well, you just take little teeny baby steps without attaching to their success down every possible door or corridor that appeals to you. And if none of them look appealing to you, then choose, excuse my French, from the least of the suckiest. Because <laughs> I had a sucky, suckier, and suckiest path before me. And I chose from the least of the unattractive because the alternative was not choosing. And too many people watch The Secret, and they feel like working at McDonald's is settling for less, so they're not going to do it, and they wait at home for Oprah to call, and it never happens. Go and do something. Do anything. Even take a job you hate if if the alternative is sit on the couch and wait for a miracle. Then you're out in the world, and because you programmed it with your general end results, you've got excited about it by getting into the details, and you're showing up available. Now you can be nudged and guided with an intuition or chance encounter with a stranger that will eventually put you on a path of living the life that you've been dreaming in the big picture sense. Well, we have more to talk about with Mike Dooley when we come right back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexasaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back to Leading Conversations. We're speaking with Mike Dooley today. So, Mike, you have been called the translator for the universe. And you mentioned briefly um, you have a website called Tut. And tell everybody, what is this? Well, boy, 11 years ago, I was really at a loss as to what I could do. And as I shared uh, in the first segment, I uh, knew generally what I wanted. And I knew also that I had to be doing stuff so that I could be reachable by life's magic. Um, And so it was just a matter of doing just doing what I could with what I had from where I was, which is all it ever takes. Just take stock of who you are, where you are, what you've got in front of you, what your options are, even if they all suck, and and choose from the most bearable and palatable while continuing to dream big, continuing to knock on new doors as they arrive. And one of the doors I knocked on was uh, sending out this free, at the time, weekly email called the Monday Morning Motivator. You know, this is this is back when most people didn't even have an email address 11 years ago. This is 1999. Um, we were getting email addresses because, you know, the Internet had just been kind of popularized in our retail T-shirt stores. When people would sign our store guest book, we, we created this field because we were on the cutting edge. You know, if you want to give us your email address, please enter it here. And, of course, half of them entered it wrong. You know, they would have like a www, Mike Smith, at, you know, whatever. But anyway, that was the beginning of a mailing list that we used for the deal of the week. But since we liquidated the t-shirt business um, and looking at my options, number one, you know, being left brain, if you will, or analytical. I loved the, I loved computers. I loved mm-hmm. this internet concept where you could, you know, email people all over the planet for free, basically, right. for internet, right. the cost of internet access. And uh, I loved dealing with the mail merges because we used to do some mail order in the t-shirt business. And, you know, I realized that with Microsoft Outlook, Access, and Word, I could do a mail merge and customize private 
emails, uh, personalized emails, and send them, you know, with the click of a few buttons. So we dropped the deal of the week when we liquidated, but I didn't want to just stop sending these things. And I had to do more than just send you know, a pithy little poem about life, dreams, and happiness that used to go on our T-shirts. So for three weeks, I remember hemming and hawing and getting up the nerve to follow up the little poem at the beginning of the email with two or three or four paragraphs of my own insight as to why that poem had meaning about visualizing, about believing in yourself, about goal setting or whatever. And finally, uh, you know, being kind of desperate and anxious to do something, even though it was for free, you know, it's just like, well, just do it. And if people don't like it, they, they'll tell you. They'll unsubscribe. Who cares? You're not getting paid for this. And so I did. And that little baby step um, led to all kinds of great feedback that I had never gotten before when we were sending out the deal of the week. And like, Mike, I'm looking forward to Mondays now. Mike, thanks for doing these. Mike, I hope you're saving these for a book one day. And, and not only that, I discovered that this new creative writing process that, ex- that went beyond the little poems I wrote for our T-shirt business was fun. It was like a challenge. It was like a puzzle to say something in as few words as possible that many people have already heard before about visualizing or goal setting, but in a unique way that kind of sticks with them. And so my Monday morning motivators, um, well, I can't say took off because my database only ever grew by sometimes two or three people in an entire week. In a few weeks, there was negative growth because more people signed off than signed on. But I had about 3,000 email addresses by the time we had liquidated the T-shirt business from our stores. And so that my, my weekly evolved into a daily that were called Silver Bullets. And the daily, nine months into sending out these free emails, evolved into a note from the universe. And it was just one day, and actually for a month, I'd been kind of haunted with this idea. I could say more from a loftier, more meaningful perspective if I signed it the universe. Instead of Mike, this cheerleader, rooting for you that you don't even know in Orlando, Florida, sending you this email telling you you're wonderful and that life is great and all things are possible, if I kind of took on the persona of God or the universe, number one, it would be more meaningful. And immediately upon writing the first one, there was room for humor. You know, because I don't take myself that seriously. I'm not purporting to be God or the second coming or anything ridiculous like that. Uh, I'm just Mike, uh, but I do have a lot of life insights. I've met with a lot of successes and some bitter disappointments, and I've got something to say. And I can put it in an email playfully as the universe speaking uh, to life's universal truths so to the point that it'll instantly resonate with something, with virtually anybody. Um, they'll feel the truth of it versus Mike trying to convince you of his life. And uh, the humor was a, a real kick. You know, I remember the first one said, your attention, please, your attention, please. This is the universe. And today I'll be recording your every thought and emotion, no matter how good or bad, no matter how generous or stingy, no matter how hurt, helpful or hurtful they may be. And in the very near future, Cheryl, I'll be playing back everything I record for you as some type of physical manifestation in time and space. Thank you. That is all. And that is very typical of of the 2,000-plus notes that I have since written. It became a daily service, and from that point forward, uh, my database 
knucklewood and all that jazz has been on a non-stop upward spiral of growth today. There's 375,000 people who every single day get their personalized note from the universe from Top World Headquarters, and that's been exclusively from word of mouth. So um, it's been a it's been the, the lifeblood blood of my business, Touch Adventurers Club. Uh, it got me into putting together books and audio programs, and I'm on my third world tour right now. It's how Rhonda found me and invited me to be a participant in The Secret. Um, she I didn't know who she was, but I got an email from her and her sister. We love the notes from the universe. Your Infinite Possibilities is on our iPod. We're coming to the U.S. to film a documentary on the law of attraction. Would you be interested um, if we flew you to Chicago? And I was like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> You know, Mike, as I'm listening to you, one of the things I'm really noticing underneath all of this action is a tremendous sense of confidence, even in the face of, I don't know, even in the face of what possibly could be next. There's a level of confidence that you seem to have in yourself and in possibility. How does someone develop that? Well, that's funny because my mom has said recently to me, she's British, she's lived in the United States my whole life, but she's, you know, we'd be talking about whatever, and I'd say, well, I'm going to here, and I got published in Hungary, and I'm going to be speaking in Stockholm, and uh, blah, blah, blah. And she'd say, you know, I just envy you, your courage, you know, your courage, your courage. And I'm like, are you flipping kidding? Don't you remember 10 years ago, Mom, when after I would speak at a Rotary Club, I'd drive to your house and, and bemoan the fact that my life hadn't taken off and tell you how much I hated speaking. I hate this. I don't want to do this. But remember, I chose from the sucky paths before me. It sucked. I didn't want to be a speaker. I didn't even want to be a writer. I didn't know what I wanted. And that's where most people are. And that's why you have to choose from what's in front of you today. Ma- master it. But that doesn't mean be a black belt in it. It just means show up. Just do what you can with what you've got from where you are. It's like, Mom, I had no courage. Every email I sent out, I worried that people would think I was pompous, arrogant, ignorant, whatever. Um, my every hour of the recording, Infinite Possibilities, The Art of Living Your Dreams, which originally was only available in audio, 12 hours long. Every month I released a new uh, installment. Every time I got one in the mail, you know, finally had wrote it, scripted it, recorded it, edited it, had it duplicated, um, put it on the mail. I was a one-man show back then. Um, and, you know, and I, I had deadlines because people paid in advance. It was a subscription. I would always think to myself, that one sucked. That was the worst one yet, but the next one's going to be better. And if I hadn't had a deadline that I had to meet, I, I don't think I would have ever approved enough of myself and my work to ever have released them. I was so... Uh, shrouded in doubt and uh, uncertainty. But I had this deadline. People already paid their money. I'd send it out. And they would write back, I love that one. That was the best one. Oh, my God. <laughs> number four is the best. No, number five. And everybody would have a different favorite of all the releases. And, and I have to say, while I did have the gumption to sell it in advance, it was because somebody else kind of believed in me. He got me to do it. And then his sales were zero. It was a joint venture, so he backed out. I mean, this was a miracle. And this is the miracles you incite when you knock on all the doors that are in front of you, even down those 
uh, you know, otherwise sucky paths. And so all of a sudden, uh, and, and the point I was going to make is, I had the gumption to sell it in advance, but I, I honored throughout the entire program, if at any point you think this was not worth your money, send it back for a full refund. And I think of the several thousand I sold the first year for about 150 bucks each, I think four people sent theirs back. And invariably, they were fundamental Christians who found offense in the first hour when I kind of talked about my religious upbringing that I do, that I don't participate in in anymore. Um, I believe in such a thing as spiritual, not religious. I'm a very spiritual person. My message is cloaked in total spirituality, but in the sense that life is beautiful, God is great, God is alive in all of us, there's no such thing as hell, everyone goes to heaven, we're all trying our best, and all things are possible. My message empowers all, it excludes no one, it only exploits, if you will, life's beauty. And so those are the only people who returned it. But anyway, the point is, I thought they all were terrible. I thought they were terrible. I was like, oh, because I wanted it to be more coherent, more logical, more supported with stories and analogies. But we're our own worst critics too often of the time. And and now you can hear me, 11 years into this journey, um, having done nothing with my life professionally other than write speak, speak, teach, and think about the nature of reality, who we are, how we got here, and what we can do with our lives. So, Well, and you I'm, must like it now, right? I love it now. That's yeah. a funny, funny yeah. thing. It's, uh, and and I, when I talk with my mom about that, I, sometimes it's from another angle, and it's like, dang, remember how much I hated this? And I would even say negative things, like, I'm never going to do this, and I hate this, and, and when's my life going to take off, which implies and tells life that your life is not taking, you know, you can be negative so long as you do what you can with what you've got from where you are, which would include some visualization, which would include some general goal setting, which would include showing up every day in spite of your fear and worry, because we're inclined to succeed. We're born to thrive. We're not here with a 50-50 shot of survival. That's ludicrous. Look at what we've done as a civilization in spite of our profound naiveties with regard to spirituality and the truth, which evidences how likely, how much more likely we are to do well than to do poorly. You know, it's much, much more difficult to fail than to succeed, to be broke than to have money, to be sick than to have health. Our default settings allow and permit us to even entertain negativity so long as we do what we can with what we got from where we are. It is always enough. Just doing what you can with what you've got. You know, the, the, the whole thing that I've been sharing with you in this talk, and, and it is the most fun, and you're, once you start out doing, start out down, the, down those sucky paths that I talked about, basically dirt roads in the dark shrouded in self-doubt, as you busy yourself doing your best with what you can. I mean, I did my level best when I wrote these notes. You know, they, were, they still are free. I did my level best with infinite possibilities and the time constraints. I didn't just throw them together. I really applied myself. I still wasn't pleased with them, but I had really tried. And when you do that, it'll be enough to turn the tide. And then you're subtly guided in ways you can't imagine, like suddenly I'm on, you know, the secret. And suddenly I'm doing World Tour 1 which is just three years into this uh, 
uh, journey. You know, self-funded, uh, not self-funded, funded by my fans, people who got the notes of the universe. I would say, hey, I'm coming to London. I'm coming to New York. I'm coming to Sydney. And there'd be a paid-for audience there, and it was profitable. But it's like life morphs. Uh, our illusions morph to the speed and degree with which we allow them through our beliefs. Not to make it complicated, and you don't have to figure out your invisible limiting beliefs to eventually liquidate them and erode them. But basically, change comes about in a way that that works with our own belief system as to what's possible and probable. The best way to accelerate it is, you know, the general end result show up every day. And of course, you should be choosing to the best of your ability stuff that pleases you. But even if you're in the dark like I was, and like so many people are, just do your best to choose what makes sense and feels good. And then you will be on a path where your beliefs will change for you as you begin meeting with some small parcel of success here or there. You meet a new best friend. You have a laugh. You, you, you go out on a date. You have, you know, things start clicking, and you don't realize they're miracles when they're clicking until after the fact, and you look back over your shoulder, and you're like, oh, my gosh. I mean, they're uh, not now, but, I mean, at the four-, five-, and six-year mark, I'd, I'd wake up and be like, how did I get here? How did I get to be on this yellow brick road that was a dirt path in the dark. You know, what changed? What gives? When was it bad one night and my life was a train wreck and the next morning I woke up and it was a miracle and it was like, it never happens that way. There's this morphing of all the elements of your life and they morph so slowly, which doesn't mean in hindsight it won't be very quick, but, you know, day by day, month by month, even maybe for a year or two, it'll seem like almost nothing is changing. But that's, our physical senses see virtually nothing of the deeper picture of reality. And sometimes the, the adjustments that happen in the first and second year will have much more meaning in the fourth and fifth year. But, but they had to happen. And so long as you're not judging your progress with your physical senses alone, then you're not inclined to give up and you, you tough it out and you look back over your shoulder and it's like everything was a miracle. Everything. Like, oh, thank God I went to that Toastmasters meeting. Thank God I spoke at that Rotary Club where nobody clapped but I met, you know, Polly. Thank God I went to the NSA meeting as a paying guest when I met so-and-so who gave me the idea to create infinite possibilities. Thank God I did the notes from the universe, even though, you know, I was being paid nothing. For 12 months, I was paid nothing. And I was like, what happened to my life? Where's my career momentum? I'm 40 years old. It's like, so there seems like there has to be a level of trust in all of this. And yeah. we're going to talk more about that. And I trust that there are infinite possibilities with Mike Dooley when we come back after this message. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. 
Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexasaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Tune in to It's Your Money with host Bill Pfeifferlich. You'll get an eye-opening education about some of the misconceptions of the financial world. If you are a business owner, working professional, or successful American, you will benefit from the information on our program. Our guests will include financial service professionals, international tax and estate attorneys, and CPAs. We'll identify solutions that you can implement now to get the most of your money. Tune in Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for It's Your Money on Voice America Business. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. And welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito, and we're speaking with Mike Dooley, translator for the universe and founder of Tut, Totally Unique Thoughts. He sends out notes from the universe every day, and I personally receive notes from the universe, and I love them. Mm-hmm. So you, Cheryl. I do. They're fantastic, it, uh, and it always makes me smile, always makes me mm. smile, no matter what the message, and, and I love that, you know, because it has deep meaning, and it just opens my spirit. You, know, you said something earlier about um, the difference between spirituality and religion, Mm. Um, speak a little bit more about that, because I think that there's there's a lot of misunderstanding about that. Well, I guess going from the Einstein quote that's very, very uh, used and reused, he said something to the effect of, either you believe everything, and I mean everything, is a miracle. A non-stop parade of miracles makes up every life. Or you believe nothing is. I mean, there's no sometimes thing, you know, and that's our choice. And I really believe that. Having thought it through and all of life through from every angle, really, that's been my life's passion. It was something I did when I was a teenager. Um, We all have the responsibility. It's our greatest responsibility to ask the hard questions. Who am I? 
how did I get into the, these jungles of time and space? Why the heck am I here, and what the heck can I do with my life? If you don't ask those questions, or worse, if you just take for granted the truths that, that family or clergy or other people have given you, you're totally abdicating your highest responsibility that would more than anything else, put you in a place of power. Ask these questions because they have answers. They have answers that make sense within. The answer is inside all of us. This is why The Secret was so widely accepted, a best-selling book in every country on planet Earth that it was released on. This, this kind of escaped the U.S. media. It was a phenomenon because when people hear the truth, it resonates with them. It, it sends fire through their veins. They get excited about life because the truth is we are all powerful because God dwells within us. So ask the hard questions. You find out they have simple answers, answers that empower you. Yes, you are loved. Yes, you are adored. Yes, all things are possible. Love is the glue that holds the universe together. How, what's the alternative? You know, that, that I, I won't go into all of that. I do go uh-huh. into all of that in Manifesting Change. I do a lot of uh-huh. okay. um, postulating and, and um, deductive reasoning to help people get onto the page of understanding the truth because that's where your power comes from. That's where confidence comes from. That's where easy living and best friends comes from. Um, so... Well, let's go back to something. Yeah, let's go back to something you said earlier about um, uh, earlier. You you said that one of the first sayings that you wrote in Notes from the Universe had to do with um, I'm I'm tracking all of your thoughts, whether they're positive or negative. Right. Okay. Whether they're positive or negative, and then I'm going to play them back to you as manifestation. And so when I think about that. And I then think about how you went through a time period where you were just hating life, hating what you were doing, but continuing to do it and still, you know, just trusting that, you know, what, for whatever reason I have to do this and I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I don't want to write, I don't want to do that. And so how do you explain that if, if thoughts become things, as I love hearing you say, that all those thoughts, did not manifest. Well, they did, and it's just a matter of time. Um, All of our thoughts become things. There's no mitigating factors. There's, There's nothing else. But going back to the spiritual questions, the hard questions, all of which can easily exist, and people can draw these conclusions and sense and feel out the answers without a religion. Religion just comes along after some Messiah was here, and human beings throw rules. And you're like, oh yeah, don't do this on Friday. Yeah, do that on Sunday. It's like, that has nothing to do with the original message. But basically, when you ask the hard questions, you will be led to a realization that all is God. I mean, because otherwise, what would it be made of? Nothing cannot be God. Okay, we are God. The tree is God. The lake is God. The air is God. We are all pure divine intelligence because nothing cannot be pure God. Uh, and, And even going further back, well, I'm just thinking, how deep do I want to take this? Let me not go that far back. Uh, I'll save that for manifesting change. But with this realization, and, and I do arrive to this realization that we are all God through a series of deductive conclusions that, that I'm going to bypass right now. I'm not just pulling it out of the air. Hey, we're all God. You know, this is kind of, it's, it's easy to get to. But with that realization, which isn't too much of a stretch for, for many, many people. So you're saying there's real- science behind this. Excuse me? 
you're saying there's some science behind this. Um, no, not science in the way you probably meant it. I'm saying, but, but um, not science black and white. We can prove it with an atom. An atom is just illusions. The ultimate truth has to be, has to be something that, that, that comes from within, a hunch, a feeling. And when you hit the truth, it not only feels good, it's logical. It makes intuitive sense. And it ought to be, and should, it would always invariably be empowering, inclusive of all people, etc., so that you're not going down some self-deluded path of superiority and all that jazz. So not science, but like I say in Infinite Possibilities, you know, uh, that I didn't, that I can't prove to you that I dreamed of a red Corvette last night. You know, I can't prove it to you physically. Right. Does that mean I right. didn't? You know, and science is never going to be able to prove I read, dreamed of a red Corvette last night, but that doesn't mean I didn't positively dream of a red Corvette right. last night. Right. And the same thing can be true, uh, be said of these kind of these kind of pillars that hold our reality together. You can know that we're all connected. You can know that we're all one. It's echoed in every uh, religion for a good reason. You know, when stuff keeps popping its head up like that, and it's empowering, and uh, it's inclusive, you know, then, then you can have much more confidence in it in addition to your own positive feelings about it. So getting back to the, the heart of the question here of the negativity and how come things didn't happen at least as fast as I wanted them to, um, when you realize that we are all of God and therefore pure God, you realize, as has been echoed throughout so many uh, philosophies, nothing is by chance, nothing is accidental, and that includes most especially our presence here individually. I'm not an accident, and it's not, I'm not speaking scientifically and biologically because my parents got happy. I'm saying <laughs> spiritually, I, there was intention for Mike Dooley. And I would say it was me, um, but when I say me, I'm talking about the big picture, the greater me, and the greater me is synonymous with God. You know, God wanted it. I wanted it. Same thing. Mike Dooley is going to exist. This is intention. Now, why? I'm just going to do some deductive reasoning with you. You know, why would God want to do that? Would God want to, you know, and now we're humanizing God, but it's a tool for trying to get our head around the entirety of God and, and what led us here. Would this be to see if we succeed? Would this choice be so that we could experience misery and suffering for our entire life? Or would it be so that we could adventure, we could learn, we could discover, um, and we could adventure, I said that, adventure, you know, grow, grow in other words. And it would be the latter, you know. You might choose to be born uh, on a stage where there's hardship, even severe hardship, knowing full and well you're going to come back again and again, live as many lives as you want, always metaphorically in the palm of God's hand. But basically, we choose this for adventure. And in, in, in any adventure, there will always be challenge. Challenge is what makes growth and adventure possible, learning possible. And, and you would never put yourself in a challenge that couldn't be overcome because in that instance, um, there would be no growth. If a challenge could just squash you every single time you encountered it, there's, there's no growth. So you would choose challenges that could be overcome that would lead to even more greatness, more uh, understanding of all possibilities and uh, instances for life in the jungles of time and space, which, in other words, means we are here to thrive. You know, we're going to grow, we're going to skip, we're going to slide, we're going to fall, we're going to get back up. 
all with the intent of growing, adventuring, and loving more than we did before the adventure came. In a nutshell, to thrive. We each are here. It's as if we're pushed on to greatness every single day. It takes more muscles to frown than smile. And as I so often say, you know, it's easier to succeed than it is to fail. Because it's our nature to be healthy. It's our nature to be friendly. It's our nature to have confidence and to be optimistic, even though there'll be slippery patches in our lives. And so, even with negativity, to get to your question, even with negativity, even uh, with worry, even with self-doubt, even with invisible limiting beliefs, if we just do what we can with what we've got and, and, and give it at least the same amount of energy as the fear or, or attempt to give it the same amount of energy as the fear, it's as if because of our inclination to succeed, our inherent nature to thrive, it's as if our positive thoughts are 10,000 times more powerful than our quote-unquote negative thoughts because they're in alignment with the energy and the desires that that, that not accidentally brought us here. Our intent was to come here to adventure, to grow, to become more. And so when we think a positive thought that's in alignment with everything that brought us here, it makes sense. We're going with the current. Things get easier. When we think something like, I'm a stupid idiot and I'll never succeed, that makes no sense compared to the majesty and the brilliance and the divinity and the reasons that were obviously in existence that did bring you here. And so you see it goes against the current when you say stuff like that. Now, if if you exclusively said stuff like that, yeah, you could ground yourself to a halt really quick, you know, and, and be gone or, or live a miserable life. But because that's not how it generally goes, look at, just look at all the people in the world today. In spite of poverty, you know, they, they make ends meet. They, they, you know, people, are, people succeed wildly more than they fail. And it's because of this inclination. So even though you might be negative for a while uh, based on a hardship you went through, you're still being pushed on to greatness. And perhaps, I mean, my situation was a bit unique. Um, Either way, it's going to take a little bit of time for the train of your life or the ship of your life to change directions when you start giving it new commands with new general end results and you're showing up with baby steps. For me, let me just say quickly, I used to think of my life at the time that it was a train wreck 11 years ago because it seemed like no career momentum, no idea what I'm going to do with my life, no idea how I'm going to continue to be able to pay my mortgage after my reserves have gone. Um, How did this happen to me? This is not what I wanted. But sometimes, as I said earlier, something happens that makes sense later on. Um, for me, I was writing for our T-shirt business these poems about life, dreams, and happiness. And, and we had fans all over the world for our T-shirts and greeting cards because of these thoughts that I would write. People would come into our store and for an hour just reading and reading and reading the fronts of these T-shirts that we used to sell. And I loved the creativity there, and I dreamed of reaching more people, not just selling my writing on a T-shirt that had fishies and dolphins and palm trees on it. And so that dream came true in the shortest, quickest way possible, given all else going on in my life. And the way that made most sense would be to let this t-shirt business go. The trends were not 
moving in the direction we liked. Andy didn't want to be doing it anymore. My mother was already bought out. It's like, let the whole thing go so that you can kind of write about life dreams and happiness through this new mechanism that's rapidly approaching time and space. It's It's in all the probability charts, you know, metaphysically speaking, called the Internet. And then you can reach more people. Um, and this dream will come true. For me, the train didn't crash. Although at the time, right. the commotion was so great, and not being able to see beyond my physical senses, I drew the conclusion that things must really be bad, and I must be self-sabotaging myself, none of which was true. Which well, that's a great example of how focusing on the generality got you to this level of success. And I know, Mike, that people are going to want to know so much more about this and how to plug into Notes from the Universe and how to plug into all this adventure you have planned. Mm. So in the last minute we have, fill us in. Ah. Well, thank you, Cheryl, for this opportunity and for the great work that you do. Um, and then to those listening, uh, I do have a website, T-U-T, like Tiger, Uncle Tiger, where you can get free notes from the universe. We do a physical adventure in the real world twice a year. It's pay-as-you-go, but I am going to pay for two people to go for free to the African Safari in the Maasai Mara, Kenya, this September. Um, you can send a postcard to enter for free. The instructions are at TUD.com, or you can buy the book, my newest book, Manifesting Change. It couldn't be easier. And send your receipt by email to us or to the third party we've hired. And uh, join us in Safari on my tab. Um, there's a lot at TUD.com, um, but the Notes from the Universe is my most popular offering, and they are completely free. And it is wonderful, and it's a great way to start your day. Mike, we are so grateful that you were here today. I love your energy. I know everybody's going to be so excited to, to learn more and to follow. Well, thank you for having me, Cheryl, and thank yeah. you for letting me banter as much as I did. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You are infectious. I love your energy. So remember, everyone, think big, because the world could be a better place because of a conversation that matters. This is Cheryl Esposito. Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. See you next week.